The following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. Today on the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, we'll be discussing Cardi B, the NAACP Awards, our Queen Michelle, another living while black story, and our scammer of the week. We'll also get into our segments, what the fuck were you thinking, what fucking year is this, and our unpopular opinions. Let's start the show. Let's get it started in here. Gossip, music, news, entertainment, and heated discussions. The, the, the DJ Blaze Radio Show starts now. now, now. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black, got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Can't nobody feel me Okay, 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 okay. Hey, 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 okay. What's up, y'all? What's up, world? It's your boy Be Easy. And I'm Courtney. It's your boy Be Matt. And we back for another episode of the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. You can catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on iHeartRadio, uh, Podcast, uh, what is it, Podbean, uh, and anywhere else. Podcasts are giving away absolutely free. Um, welcome you guys back. Um, be sure to rate us and review us. Give us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Also, send us your emails and your questions and all that kind of shit to djblazeshow at gmail.com. Uh, Courtney, how are you today, beloved? I'm good. How about you? Uh, I am wonderful. Uh, how was your weekend so far? It was good. Relaxing. Mm. B-Mac. Yes, sir. Welcome back. I'm back in this bitch. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. How about you, man? Uh, I'm wonderful. Hey, guys. Guys, yesterday, you know, I had a hankering to cook something. So I made some wings in my air fryer. Let me tell you something. If it's a cooking gadget, anything to help you cook easier, I damn sure got it. So, you know what I'm saying? Put me some wings in my air fryer. And I've been searching for a way to, you know, get my wings, you know, great. And you know, the air fryer does the cooking part good. The air fryer does the cooking part good. But I needed to try to find a way to get get them sweet and all that kind of shit like I want to. So I took me some honey and some butter and put me some uh some uh lemon pepper, onion, garlic seasoning, put that in there, melted that shit up, whipped that shit up. And put that, you know what I'm saying, when I put my wings all up in that shit. Let me tell you something. I wanted to eat the plate with the rest of the sauce that was on the bottom of the plate after I got finished. Oh, that shit was so fucking good. Uh, so if you're in the uh, market for some good wings, 
Um, and you have a vagina, you can come over here and eat. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, my God. But anyway, y'all, um, speaking of good eating, we got a new, uh, we got an old new sponsor. I don't know if y'all heard this one before, but this is one of our uh, new sponsors. We're going to uh, play this message from one of our new sponsors, and uh, we'll be right back. Y'all, hold on. Barbecue and foot massage. Jones, barbecue and foot massage. Better come down here, get some of this shit. You like to eat? America loves to eat. So why not open up somewhere America can sit down, enjoy a meal, and get their feet rubbed? We'll fry anything you want for $5.99. As long as it's friable or edible, we're going to make it deliciousable. We will fry parts of the chicken you didn't even know was friable. The beak, the feathers, we'll fry candy bars. All that European stuff that you don't really normally eat, we'll bring it down here and fry it for you. Ask McDonald's to fry something other than what they normally fry. Guess what you're going to get? Nothing. If it fit through the dough, I'll put it in the fryer. Hell, this is a dinosaur. All our meats are gently tenderized to their optimum deliciousness. We got fine dinosaur meats. Took my money, made me pay child support. Come on down here and get you a slice. Once they get your social security number, it's over. Motivated, 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 motivated. So friends, let's just decide you don't want no barbecue. Well, that's fine too. Why not let one of my foot specialists or myself perform our magic? Look at that, don't they look wonderful? If you really pay me enough, we'll massage your feet in any of these sauces also. Success is the rule down here. Jones, good ass barbecue and foot massage. So yes, love. Jones, good ass barbecue and foot massage. Uh, they'll fry up anything for you. <sighs> uh, uh, so Courtney, what, what you did this weekend, bro? I mean, uh, gal, girl. What should I say? Child. Right. Um, I worked out yesterday, grocery mm-hmm. shop yesterday, and today I am cooking and shampooing my hair, and that concludes the weekend. Y'all ain't had no sushi? Mm-hmm. So, since we don't have the sushi spot we used to go to here, um, Trappers, Brittany is just like not that interested in sushi and it's killing me because we did find a, a sushi spot here. They don't have as many options and it obviously ain't trappers, but she just don't be interested. It's sad. Hey, I was just getting on her about that on Friday. You want to know what's going to happen? What? Y- y'all going to eventually lead back to eating that yard bird. Or what the French say, uh, ya boy. Um, no. Yeah, y'all going to be back on that yard bird pretty soon. Nope. And then I have me. you guys over for wings. Right. If, because if, you have a job. If I was ever over, I would have a wing. Oh, okay. Brittany, on the other hand, would not have a wing. Oh, she don't <laughs> eat she she really don't eat meat. Mm-mm. And I I mean, I I really wasn't until I tried ate the lemon pepper wing a couple nah, that no, crack, that was like either. early February. You got that crack up in you. Well, it wasn't even that good. And then I had some buffalo wings um, later, about four or five of them. And they was all right, but uh, it still ain't nothing I want to do all the time. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm eating more wings today. Um, <laughs> me and my homeboys, we was talking, we were at one of our homeboys' funeral um, uh, Friday. And we were talking about, uh, like, one of them, he was talking about, like, he had to stop drinking soda and all kind of shit like that. He was talking about drinking water all the time. And I was like, yo... Not drinking soda is good and all, but if you ever get that first drink of soda again, that shit going to be like crack because you're going to be on soda forever after that. But, um, yeah. I don't think ginger ale do that to you. That's the soda I drink. So I don't know if I count that as soda. Why? I don't know. 
Um, I love me a good it's on Schweppes the, ginger ale. It's on the it's on the cusp. Also, who drinks Schweppes? Um, me, that's my favorite one. You you and your taste buds are very oh. pe- very peculiar. <laughs> yes, through the magic of through the magic of technology, we did get an off out of B Mac just now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he definitely let me know. Schweppes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I do like Brittany made this drink in here this weekend and it required seven up. That don't count. Well, that, I mean, that's the only time I be drinking soda now. It's because it's so painful. I don't understand what y'all think so good about that. You had throat trauma or something? <laughs> no, it just Pause. it just burned. <laughs> you know what? We're just gonna go on to the next thing. I ain't even finna do this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh shit! I'm sorry. Why was that? <laughs> was it ain't that damn. Was funny. that bad? He ain't, he don't be prepared for. It. I mean, I'm sure by now. I mean, we've been doing the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast <laughs> for for about let's see, almost eight yep. years. Eight years now, right? And I'm, yeah. we have some loyal listeners, and I'm, I'm sure they're used to my hooting shenanigans by now, my outrageous comments. Um, oh yeah, speaking of our listeners, we got well one of our uh I ain't gonna say their names, but a lot of people getting pregnant nowadays. One is pregnant with twins. I don't, well, she did announce it. Uh mm-hmm. Britain. She announced it to the world, so I feel like I can say something to her. Um another one of our contributors club just recently got shot up. <laughs> um, and ruined her whole vacation. Uh kids already fucking your life up, so <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> Um, so shout, shout out to her and her new baby that's coming. It um, is a lot of people pregnant. It is a lot of people pregnant right now that I know a lot. Yeah. Um, so shout out to y'all and y'all new babies and all that kind of stuff. Y'all new adventures. I'm sure you all will be great mommies. Yep. And I'm happy for you all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we can't get it started into the news this week. Uh, one of the biggest stories was uh, the Cardi B shit. Yeah, did we talk about that? Did, was, did that happen after the show last week, or did we talk about that last week? I can't remember. I mean, it was kind of like getting a little gas to it last week when we recorded, but we we didn't talk about it. Oh yeah, well Cardi, she uh <sighs> said in a, in a that for one, the video is three years old. Correct. Um, but she said on Instagram that you know one of the things she did to get by and to get money was that she um would. Take dudes home that wanted to sleep with her while she was, you know, what I'm saying during her stripping days, she would take them home, um, drug them and 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 rob them, and so it caused an outrage and people were, um, you know, comparing it to Bill Cosby and all kind of shit like that. Uh, yeah, that's what I say. What do you think about that, B Mac? Hopefully, you can get all this in. What do you think about that, B Mac? This. Bullshit, man. It's like people want to be so fucking sensitive, bro. And it's really like fucking everything up in the culture, man. Like it for really music, is. comedy, especially comedy, because I love watching stand up comedy. I love comedy movies. And the comedians can't even really cut loose because, oh, he hurt my fucking feelings. What the fuck, man? I mean, I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time, like, I always look at shit that don't got shit to do with me to if it was some shit that was said about a black person, right? So, like, a lot of times people say, well, they too sensitive about this or they too sensitive about that. And a lot of times, like, if it was about your particular group or whatever or some shit that you in, you wouldn't 
feel the same way. So like, I would. I because don't. I'm not sensitive. No, it, it, it could it, be it, fucking Gary Owens talking about niggas love watermelon and fried chicken. I'd be like, damn, I do know a bunch of niggas that love watermelon and fried chicken. I can relate. Yeah, but that joke, for one, that joke would have to be funny on another level. Or funny for you, you know what I'm saying? It just can't be the basic shit. Because they've been some racist shit. Like, it's a uh, a comedian, her name, uh, Lisa Lampanelli. A lot of people don't like her. Cause a lot of shit, what she does is very stereotypical or whatever. She'll like pick out a, a Mexican guy in the audience, or a black guy in the audience, and say like real stereotypical type jokes or whatever. To me, that shit funny because she, she'll do the shit. That's that's her thing or whatever. She's funny to me. A lot of people don't like her because they feel like it's, it's you know what I'm saying kind of racist or whatever. But to me, that it's shit kind of. Huh, I'm sorry. It's old though. Like it's, it's my thing is if you, I get what you're saying. But I don't, I don't find her shit, you know, I'm not sensitive towards her shit either. It's just like, old, have some new material. Yeah, but. Like, we already heard all those stereotype jokes. Yeah, but for for some people, though, it does, like, you can't, certain shit, you can't get mad at people for being offensive, offended by. Especially, like, if you're a person that's in a, in a particular group that's always getting, um, beat up on, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if you were, if you a white man or whatever. White white men have the least shit to feel sensitive about, right? Because they come from a long line of brick shots. Say that one more time, because you was you was a transformer. They come from a long line of brick shots. <laughs> damn, I, I'm sure that's funny, but I damn sure didn't hear it. <laughs> nah, we didn't hear that. Yeah, hold on, let me, let me make sure this is not my internet. All right, y'all. Sorry about that. Had a little technical difficulty. Uh. Blame it on the white man's internet. <sighs> yeah, but um, I think if you, like I say, I think if you're a um, person that's in a group that's been beat on, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's a it's a beat on hierarchy. Um, and, you know, women at the bottom, you know what I'm saying? Especially black women. So I think they got the right to be offended by a lot of shit because they, you know what I'm saying, took up, put up with so much shit for the longest from everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, um. I don't think that I think the people that got allegedly got offended was mainly black dudes, and that mm-hmm. shit was false, and they tried to make a false equivalency of the two situations. You know what I'm saying? Um, even though like me, Mac, you was like you feel like it was some bullshit, but the reason why you feel like it was some bullshit was a totally different reason than why I feel like it was some bullshit. But um, dudes just trying to. Get they point in because over the years, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people been coming out against men and and in our culture, black men for for the bullshit they've been doing or whatever, you know what I'm saying. So, um, I mean, I don't feel like nothing wrong with what she did. That's part of the game. I remember one night, uh, I was at a strip club in Atlanta. This was many years ago, many many years ago, and you know she was feeling me. You know she thought I was handsome. Said she liked the way that my cologne smelled. You know, and I spit a little bit of that good game for her, and she was gave me her number. She was like, you know, she's going to come holler at me later. And I know the situation. I know how to get down in Atlanta. You know, sometimes niggas get set up to rob me. So, I, you know, I had my uh, personal protection, shall I say, at the ready. <laughs> for when she arrived. I was prepared for a regalia. And so, so when she came in, she was a little, she was a little shocked. But I had to tell her that, you know, um, 
you know, but you know, just I was protecting myself and certain things like that. It was no, no, nothing against her or whatever. And so we, you know, commenced to doing adult things. Um, but that's just a part of the game, especially if you a trick out there. You know, so I wasn't out there tricking. You know, what I'm saying, but um, he was out there being a trick, and that's that. What happens sometimes? Sometimes some of these women that they they have to get everything they can, and sometimes that's their instructions from their pimp. Hey, you got to rob this nigga too. So, you know, that's part of the game. Um, and one one unlikely person came to her defense, um, Rick Ross. Now, Rick Ross, he he got into trouble a few years ago. Uh, I think it was like 2013 uh, for some lyrics on a Rocco song, You Don't Even Know It. Um, uh-huh. And so uh, he was telling his fans to leave Cardi B alone. Now, in that song, um, if you guys don't remember, he said, uh, and I quote, uh, put Molly all in her champagne, and she ain't even know it. I took her home, and I enjoyed that, and she ain't even know it. Um, and so as a result of that, Rick Ross, he lost a seven-figure deal with, with uh, Reebok. Um, and so he understand, you know, what a backlash could do to your career. Uh, and so he said that uh, in a lot of circumstances, that's what comes with the lifestyle. She never hear that. We all know that. He said, I took I took that on the chin. I have no love lost for Reebok. I needed to understand I was a king, and they were right. I didn't need to promote that. Um, he said the parties I attended at the time, where I'm from, that was the lifestyle. When we performed that record, that was the most popular line to a lot of motherfuckers. And that's that's who I wrote that for. I wrote that for, speaking for motherfuckers who were living that lifestyle. We still don't make it right, Rick. Like, if you write a rape, a rape lyric... And there's a whole lot of rapists singing this shit back. Like, nigga, that don't make it right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, but he said, me being a king, I did not need to promote that among my beautiful queens. Um, but he closed out. You know what, he like? a transformer? You know what he sound like? What he trying to sound like? Uh, vampire uh, uh, Oh yeah, oh he, okay, y'all. For I'm gonna translate. He said, "Uh, sounds like Vampire in Brooklyn, Necessary Evil." Yeah, you transformer in the game, bro. Damn, I don't know what's wrong. Um, but uh, Ross said we don't need to persecute her for her past. We need to be leaders and lead by example. So if if uh, rapist Ross can uh be on Cardi's side, can't we all be on Cardi's side? I just feel like when when you do street shit and street shit happen to you, mm-hmm. that's just it. Like, that's just how it go in the streets. Like, the streets are a separate world from real world. There almost is no justice, no injustices in the street. Yeah. Unless you're truly innocent. So, and I was so, I love black men. I do. I love y'all. But this week, a lot of black men had me so fucking pressed. Oh, we she need to press. We need to press charges. They need to bring up charges on her. Um, this this could be part of the me too. Like she, the same thing is pill bill, and I just was just like, where, when? Cause she ain't where. I just didn't understand. And they were coming out in the masses. And I was just like, this really how y'all feel. Y'all didn't have this same outrage when it was Bill or when it was R. Kelly, but y'all ready for them to hang Cardi. You know, the dumbest dumbest shit I heard 
uh, I saw a post. Niggas was like, um, we we need to have a black person in the Me Too move, a black man in the Me Too movement or whatever. And then I was like, y'all. I mean, we do got a black man in the Me Too movement. It's Terry fucking Cruz, but y'all said right. the nigga was soft, so what the fuck? Right. Dead did. Yeah, so. It's, it's just so, that's what I be talking about when I say gross energy. And I like to almost have a meltdown this week because it just be too much. Um, And I posted a status on Facebook, and then I had to proceed to, like, be off there for the rest of the day and into part of the next day because it just gets to be too much i think people like i ain't, i'm not gonna say you are one of those people but a lot of people they socialize a lot on uh on the internet and shit like on social media um and don't socialize enough in the real world like with regular people so you don't get to hear the majority how the majority of, the, uh, of people think so like if you just on social media and Cause a lot of like even with me like with my social media if if I don't really like the shit you say or the shit you say like kind of piss me off I'm gonna delete you or I'm gonna unfollow you or whatever so I don't have to mm-hmm. see that so eventually like it'll it could turn into an echo chamber or whatever you know what I'm saying but um or it could turn into a little bubble or whatever but like if you like go outside of that and you like really in the real world you'll hear motherfuckers say this shit you go in the barbershop or whatever maybe the beauty salon mm-hmm. or the nail shop or whatever where other people congregate people who not who aren't as uh, savvy on social media and don't know what's going on on social media or whatever, um, like Twitter and shit like that. Like you'll you'll get the false um, false sense of um, security that people uh, most of the people think like you and the people that think another way are kind of like um, not the norm. When in reality, it's probably more people that think like how those dudes were thinking, men and women were thinking like that. Then it's people that were thinking the opposite, you know what I'm saying? I think, what's my man off of 85 South? Um, Carlos Miller. He was basically, you know what I'm saying? He, if When a dude like that come out and say like, yo, Cardi ain't did nothing wrong, y'all niggas stupid or whatever. When a dude like that come out and a lot, of, it's a lot of hood dudes or a lot of people that's not like not really informed on shit, when they see him come out, then they'll, you know what I'm saying, they look a, another way at the situation. But for the most part, like if it's a bunch of women saying shit, a lot of dudes really ain't going to, gonna follow it up or whatever they're gonna be like are oh, y'all 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 just trying to take down the black man or um y'all always against us or y'all just want to get a white man you know what i'm saying that type of you know what i'm saying that type of speech come out but it it, it always takes like a a dude that they kind of look up to or a dude that they feel is on their same level of hood that have to say shit for them to get you know what i'm saying to get the idea of what everybody else is saying which is sad but that's the same shit with like white that's why like when uh it was a person they they had a tweet that said black men are the white men of black people or whatever. That's why because the only time when black dudes really listen to somebody say some shit is when it's some hood ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Now that Ralston came out was like she ain't did nothing wrong. I bet there's gonna be a whole bunch of other people that be like, well, okay. That the same thing. Right. That the same thing with white people. Like only time white people really believe shit is when some other white person say the shit. So it's the same thing with this. Um, which is sad. Like damn, you just can't believe women or take women's you know what I'm saying take women word for it or whatever you know what I'm saying or stop yeah. trying to uh make these false equivalencies and shit like that you you look dumb definitely you look dumb, dumb. um huh, let's see what else happened um somebody who's definitely not dumb our queen our queen the beautiful 
uh, Michelle Obama. She's on track to become the most successful, to have the most successful uh, memoir ever. Um, she made history last year with her memoir, Becoming. It broke record for most books sold in 2018, um, which is crazy because it broke the record in just 15 days. Um, uh, the num- it st- It's still the number one hardcover nonfiction title on the New York Times bestseller list. It has been there for 18 weeks. Um, the book has been sold now nearly, has sold now near, nearly 10 million copies. Um, and uh, say it's been held as a modern classic. Um, but yeah, shout out to Michelle Obama. Said, um, what? Hold up. Says with the success of becoming uh, PRH. Was that Penguin Random House? Yeah, Penguin Random House. It's hoping for a similar response with the former president's memoir, which is still in the early stages of development. Said they reportedly paid $65 million for both of the Obama's books, extending the relationship they had with Barack since his senator days, Um, which is crazy. That is crazy. $65 million. And how many copies they sold? They sold ever presidents. They sold ten million copies. So and them books was what, like nineteen nineteen dollars a piece or something, like twenty three dollars? Um my book was about twenty five. Michelle's book. Okay, so we gonna um times Michelle Fox at three. <laughs> you love to get on these people five. internet and do math. That's two hundred and thirty million dollars, give or take a few. That they made so two thirty minus sixty five. They carried one. one, two, three, That's five, six. One. That's one hundred and sixty five dollars. I mean, one hundred sixty five million dollars. Give or take a few, them people made mm-hmm. off of them, and they they paid out sixty five million. So they definitely got a return on the investment. Yes, yeah, they lit. Period. They, they they made their money just off of her book. Yep, they made their money off of just her book, and you. I wonder if people gonna fuck with Barack book like they fuck with Michelle book, cause I definitely am. I I mean I bought the book. I bought it for somebody else. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I might go buy Michelle book for myself. Just you know what I'm saying. So, I got. I, it's on my bookshelf downstairs, and Barack gonna complete it. Yeah, I might as well. Shit, I buy Malia and uh, what the other one name? Um, Sasha. I yep, buy their books. I buy their books too. Yeah. Little coloring, well, they're in college now, so. Right. What, what's the one named Malia out here living her best life? Yeah, get high and shit at Harvard. <laughs> living, living her best life. Mm-hmm. I guess I ain't living mine because I ain't drunk or high or nothing. I'm sober as a Let me tell you something. Last night, I was trying, but we worked out and ate, and Brittany made this concoction in here with this drink, and. You got drunk, I, I thought we was going to have a happy ending, but we fell asleep. Damn. You ain't woke up. Know. You ain't woke up and and bump cooties either. No, I woke oh. up and got my shit together so I could record. Oh damn! Still, <laughs> I know, right? Damn, sorry. Well, hey, it's, it's two people on here who ain't gotten in last night. I know. Um, damn, he said three. We heard damn. that he came in with the three. Uh, better luck tonight. Better luck tonight, guys. Yeah. Um. Shit, I might have to turn into turning to this one. Y'all, did y'all see this video of this guy? It's a video going around. I don't know how old the video is, but it's a guy. He's in a strip club, 
And he's like the hood hypnotist and shit. And he hypnotizing this uh, stripper. And he like, he he tell her, he was like, uh, one of the things he did, he was like, um, when, when when you open your eye, when I snap my finger, you open your eyes, and whenever you look at me, you're going to think I'm the most handsome man in the world, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he telling all of this, and then he was like, um, your body going to feel something. And then he was like, when you shake my hand, you're going to have like the most powerful orgasm you ever had. And like, it looked, at first it looked like it was some bullshit or whatever, but like the dude like really make her have an orgasm, like crazy ass orgasm, like she crying, like and. It don't look fake because her like she crossing her legs real tight, her stomach like contract. That shit is crazy. Like I've always wanted to be hypnotized. And I remember I used to go like be at Francis Marion for um homecoming and you know, the line of events leading up to they will have like one night. It would be during the week where they would have the hypnotist come and people will be getting hypnotized in the audience that wasn't even like selected to go down on the floor or whatever. One of my, yeah. One of my homegirls, it was a group of like five of us went and one of my homegirls actually went down, but then one of them stayed up. She was like, no, I don't want to do it. And she did got hypnotized. Everything that he had the people on the floor doing, she was in the stands doing. And it was, I always wanted to be hypnotized, but I could never do it. I listen to what they say. I'm trying to follow, you know, the instructions, but I could just never get hypnotized. But now, essentially, well, not a decade later, no, almost a decade later, I don't, I don't want to be hypnotized. I, I don't, I don't know what is it, what changed in me, but I'm not interested in somebody having that much control over my subconscious. And I know. Brittany I'm got you hypnotized. But uh, damn, why did I talk about that? Would you let somebody hypnotize you? Hell no! Get that de- get off me, Satan! <laughs> get that demon away from me! That damn that damn hypnotist demon! Get that shit away from me! No damn way! If you don't get Brandon, your, you make me so sick. If you don't get your ass out of it, one, two, pop! I hit that motherfucker right in the damn throat. Now you hypnotized, bitch. Hell no! Keep that shit away from me. That shit weird you as hell. Fool. Now you, you watch fool. this shit. I, you watch that I video. Even, I'm gonna send that video. I'm gonna try to send that video to y'all, man. Please, I was just getting ready to ask you, but I was gonna go in Vegas and let um the and get hypnotized. I, cause I think it's David Copperfield. I don't know. I might have the name wrong. I've been to those different shows and stuff out there, but I just I'm just nervous. I just don't want that to happen. I I don't. Hell what no, could you yeah. have me do? And then the hood hypnotist, you gonna have me go into Seven Eleven and rob it? Hell no, nigga. That nigga said. And then at the end of the video, right? It's it's crazy because it's get he getting low with, with what he's saying or whatever. But because he about finished and like the people start talking, like another dude come in and he talking or whatever. I guess he done been to that strip club before, or whatever. He said something to her like, um, "Whenever you see me." Um, you gonna want me or some shit, some crazy shit like that. Like, hell no, nigga, you fucking around get hypnotized and you wake up your pants around your ankles and your knees on your elbows and shit. Hell no. <laughs> you fuck around, hell no. You fuck around get hypnotized by the booty warrior. Hell no. I like it, I want you. When I count to three, the booty is mine. <laughs> the booty is gonna be more important than water. Hell no. I don't need that shit in my life. Hell no. Every time you hear a car horn uh, bonk twice, you're going to start barking like a damn chicken and shit. Hell no. <laughs> shit. Fuck that. Niggas be, they, they be having them people look fool and shit, too. 
Hell, nah, I ain't with that shit. Hell no, you take that shit on right over there now. I tell them motherfucker, quick, hey dog, I shoot the fuck out you, bro. Get on now. Nah. Get on that bullshit. Yeah, you know black people scared of shit anyway, though. Right. Black people scared anything that that ain't normal. They say that thing the demon in the second. That, yeah, you damn right. All that church yeah. shit, niggas be damn in church passing all the shit, get them devils away from me. I turn into I turn into I turn into little boosie real quick. Niggas start dancing and shit. Devil get up off me. Devil please, devil please get up off me. I turn to boosie real quick. Hell no. You you that just tickles me so because this guy I was dating, he was telling me the story about he went to church with an ex. Well, she was then his ex and um her church and she was so spiritual and he was like he was or uh, so religious she was heavily religious and he was like he wasn't with that shit but he did want it to work so he would try to be with it and he was like for a while she had been begging him like please go up to the altar at church please go up to the altar at church so he went up to the altar and he was like he was the last one but everybody before him when the pastor would put his hand like on their head with the oil they would fall out like they literally would just pass out like yelling hallelujah thank you jesus all this and just fall out on the floor he said the whole time when the as the pastor got close to him he was like what i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do am i gonna fall out like i'm I, like i gotta fall out like no, <laughs> he you just don't. didn't know what to do as so soon as did. the pastor came to him he felt he said he fell out he said he just felt so fucking stupid laying on the ground <laughs> doing all that shit <laughs> He, hold he up. Said, he did his shit on his own and he did it like he can't help it. No, he did it on his own. It was premeditated. He said the whole time the pastor was coming down the line, he was like, everybody falling out. I'm going to have to fall out. He was like, Lord, I hope one of these people just don't fall out because I don't want to have to fake this shit. Like, I'm not into this. <laughs> and he was like, the pastor can't put his hand on him. He just threw his hands up and was like, hallelujah, and fell out. And he said he was laying on the ground like, this is the stupidest shit I ever did. Like, this is why I don't fuck with the church. Like, I'm not going back. And he said, whenever they got, like, whenever service was over, and his, you know, his girlfriend came to him, and they got up, and she was just so proud, and she did, he just stood in the church and was clapping. He said, when he got in the car, he was like, I ain't doing that shit no more. That reminds <laughs> me. And he said he didn't go to church with her after that. And, they, I mean, they did eventually break up because, you know, you remember how we was talking last week or whatever week that was when Robert was asking, like, if it's, if me and Benita kept saying, if it's not in alignment, it just won't work. And that's what he said. He's like, he just couldn't be that for her. He wasn't, he said he was not going back up in nobody's church and falling out. Let he me felt tell you so something. fucking stupid. You want to know, though, he a, he a fake ass nigga. I understood that like a motherfucker, like, what up, though? Like, how you going to fake fall out in the church and you feel stupid? Because you got peer pressure into falling out. So I, I depth. So for me, whenever he was saying that, like when we were talking, it, he was telling me that story because I was telling him how I used to feel growing up. My family is holiness, so they wore dresses all the way down. We always they always wear hats. And when I was in church for a while, I was the only one. Even and this is like eighth and ninth grade, but I was the only one like of all my cousins that were the same age, maybe two to three years up or down but even my younger cousins they would be up like shouting they would be having the holy ghost they would be doing all this and i would be the only one pretty much sitting in the pews just like clapping my hand and watching everybody and there is a different type of pressure sometimes that you feel so then i just one day yeah i can't believe i'm telling this stuff mm, one ahead. day i went out there and i just hold on like, real okay, quick well, hold, I, on, hold on real quick i, I need mm -hmm. these emails i need these emails to come to talk about this story that Courtney about to tell. This is no. Send them emails in because I need this. I need this content. All right, go ahead, continue, beloved. 
Um, I just can't. You, now you got me real embarrassed. But I dared just to get out there and be shouting. And I used to have so much thoughts going on in my head while I'm shouting, like, is this enough? Like, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, people used to cry. And I could never, I've never been a person that's been real emotional. Um, so I can't just cry on cue. And my cousins and my like my grandma, like my whole family, they would be in church and they would be tearing up the floor, Holy Ghost down. And they would just be doing all this crying and all this thanking Jesus. And I could never form one tear, just mm. ever. And I would just be out there just shouting and carrying on and be in my head like, all right, I think I'm going to go here back to my seat. Or I would just have somebody in my eyesight. And whenever they started like Holy Ghost and back to their seat, I would start Holy Ghost and back to my seat. And... <laughs> It'd be like it'll be easing down, and by the time you get to your seat, you stop and you just throw your hands in the air like twice. Yep, hit, I did. I would, your chest. and I would just, and then I would grab my fan and just be like, "Thank you, Jesus. Thank you." Like whatever they was doing, that's what I was doing. That's I was shouting like everybody else. Like it just is this immense amount of pressure. Y'all do the talking and- tones. How, they some people would it was it was very rare some people would i had i i didn't never go that far because it was like uh-uh, no 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 i don't know what type of communication going on um i think my biggest thing at the time though was like a quick backstory i already like read the bible from genesis to revelation whole thing and mm-hmm. i went to my grandma and i was just like this is a good story but i just don't believe it like i just don't think this is you know no i just you're not going to tell me like this is the no, I just kept saying no. And she looked at me and she slapped me in my mouth. She said, you're going to burn in hell. You deserve it. Hush. I, I was about, about 13. Yeah. I was about 13. So and then when you're that young and then, you know, you know, your grandma, you, once you, you tell your grandma your business, she tell the whole family. Oh, yeah. Grandma going to tell you. She right. Human. So now I feel like at the next family fish fry and we had one every damn day in the summer, you know, everybody looking at me like, you don't believe. Come in. Let me come talk to you and read this Bible. You're going to get more. You're going to play Bible drill more often. And you finna just, they just like forced it on me so hard because I said that. And everybody was always praying over me all the time. I was just like, fuck it. Let me if they if they're going to back up off me. Don't nobody want me to be by myself and. They got to get this evil out of me. Okay, fine. Let me just let me just partake in all that y'all partaking in. So even then doing it, I didn't believe in it. But it was the quickest way to get everybody like off my back and to just have some type of quote unquote normalcy in my family where I didn't feel like I was being badgered that's, about the religion. That's fine and all, but that's totally different than this grown ass man faking like he falling out because a preacher came up about something. <laughs> Fucking all on his head. If you don't get the hell out of here, like uh, like I told y'all at the beginning, you know what I'm saying? We had my homeboy funeral or whatever. Um, and um, his cousin came up. You know, everybody say they shit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? My homeboy, they came up in the church. You know what I'm saying? His cousin too, whatever. So his cousin was like, yeah, we came up in the church, y'all. Everybody clapping, you know what I'm saying? All our life, you know what I'm saying? In the church, whatever. Everybody clap. He was like... So we paid into the church, and everybody clapping, everybody clapping, and he was like, "But the thoughts and prayers was all good, but um, my cousin had a son, and his son, his son is um talented, and his son is um very smart, and and he on his way to college and all this and that. He was like, so um, the thoughts and prayers is good, but um, we gonna need something back from the church. We gonna need y'all to uh help us out too. And niggas like the hood niggas, like well, not gonna say the hood niggas, but like." The people that like really know that's niggas saying niggas like was clapping real hard and shit. That shit tripped me out though. Like, 
Yeah, all them thoughts and prayers y'all talking about good and shit, but uh, we gonna need some of this bread to help my nephew out. I help my little cousin out. But um, whew, I don't know. That was on my heart, Jesus. Um, did y'all see that video? This ain't this ain't even on the thing, but um, did y'all see that video of the Pope? Uh, people was coming up to shake his hand or kiss his hand and shit. And he kept pulling his hand back. No. no, I ain't seen that. Oh man, that shit is so it's so uncomfortable looking and feeling like. There's people coming out there to shake his hand and like bow and kiss his hand and shit. And every person he'll shake their hand and they'll go down, he'll pull his hand back like he playing slides or something. He oh, pull I his hand slides. back hard as hell. <laughs> but yeah, that shit tripped me out. That, that remind when you said that about the uh pastor walking up to the people or whatever, the preacher, or whatever you call them, walking up to the people, that made me think of that. Uh let's move right along. Um because we short on time. I'm gonna keep saying that so we can move along quickly. Um, let's see what happened else this week. Well, they had the NAACP awards last night. Um, um, and Justice Millett, he was there. He was nominated for an NAACP award. I don't know if he won, but uh, if he did, ain't no, and there wasn't no picture or anything on any social media that I saw. Yeah, I didn't see that either. Uh, what I did see was uh Jay-Z he won a um public service honor him and mm-hmm. uh Maxine Waters um yeah. they were honored uh with the pres- president award uh which is presented in recognition of a special achievement and distinguished pe- public service uh he recently made history as the first hip hop artist to be inducted into the songwriters hall of fame um it said the award was the, the president's award is an is an honor we carefully bestow upon an individual maintaining its significance and commitment to recognizing excellence in service that directly affects our community. Um, Sean Carter has been committed to shedding light on the issues that plague the black community, including systematic racism and unjust treatment under the law, utilize, utilizing his platform to create everlasting change. Um, so they gave that to him. Um and uh, and Maxine Waters, um, yeah, same thing, whatever. But yeah, uh, so yeah, they got that award, and I think Beyonce got an award too. Yeah, she got an award for Entertainer of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that was something that somebody could vote on. Um, and in the nom- in the categories, it was Chadwick Boseman, Ryan Coogler, Regina King, and LeBron James. Um. She made a uh, in her speech. She like said things about each one of them. She said some shit about Chadwick Boseman, um, Regina King, LeBron James, and Ryan Coogler. So uh, shout out to them um, for winning. I didn't used to be a LeBron fan at all. Why? I just wasn't, and he came to my team, and I was still like, okay, well, you know, I still not know LeBron fan, but his philanthropy has made me such a LeBron fan. It's amazing that him being the bas- greatest basketball player in the world <laughs> wasn't enough for you. He had to do he had to do more. I don't even know why I went here. Just I've done being, enough today with my Holy Ghost story. I just need I'm just not just him being the best basketball player. Being the best at his job wasn't enough for Courtney. He had to do just just a little bit more. Just do a little bit more. Damn. 
he won me when he was released his shoe and it was designed by all black women and he made a post one time and it was about black women and people were you know caucasians were outraged and he refused to apologize and and then just with all of his other stuff that he's been doing i am officially for real for real a lebron fan well shout out to lebron for finally winning courtney over it took a pair of shoes with some i was about to say something so fucking wrong so problematic but i ain't gonna say it um don't please don't be problematic please okay well, I'm gonna be problematic just for that. So, <sighs> <laughs> some, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. I gonna say roast beef vaginas, but <laughs> oh, oh my god, we gonna have to end this. Early she was made by some roast beef vaginas that wear court. Roast beef. Oh, y'all go back to uh, Arby's episode. That was. Years ago, that was funny. Um, well, speaking of black excellence, um, this year, um, this this is one of the largest classes of black law students in Harvard Law School history. Hold up, this is one of, or is it the? God damn, they want to make a. <sighs> Let me read this article, y'all, because I thought it said this is the biggest, but if this is one of, this ain't no fucking history then. Let me read this shit, y'all. I'm sorry. Uh, some, of the lead, <laughs> some of the leading trailblazers of our time graduated from Harvard Law School, most notably, notably our forever first family members, Barack and Michelle Obama. Uh, 28 years since Barack Obama graduated and just two years since Harvard, the Harvard Law Review elected the first black woman to lead the student-run publication. Harvard now has one of the largest classes of black stu- law students in its history, uh, the class of 2021 currently has over 60 stu- students from the African diaspora. Students Armani Madison, Shane Fowler, and <sighs> Daniel Ayulu, Nigerian, organized a class photo shoot to celebrate. Uh, he said, when applying, we were motivated by the narratives and the pictures shared by law school students and graduates of color. It provided inspiration and showed that we can and we will succeed as current law students at Harvard we each have incredible journeys and a sense of purposes, purpose that led us here. Our stories reflect excellence despite the obstacles that affect us as people of color in this country. <sighs> we know the number of black law school applicants across the country has steadily declined through the pictures we have been sharing. It is our goal to encourage and empower our younger peers to dream big. We hope to show young people of color that there are folks like them thriving in these types of spaces and that they can too um this the like the first shit first couple of sentences you said is kind of important for like a lot of different shit for like you know what i'm saying like this is law school or whatever so just for somebody that want to go to law school and to see all of these black law students you know what i'm saying black people that look like them like he said it'll be motivation but that go with like a lot of shit where like where you don't where you don't see like people that look like you when you finally start seeing those people, it'll motivate you. Um, kind of like with uh, people say shit like when they see like gay shit on TV, whatever. People are like it's a gay agenda, it's a gay agenda. Now it ain't a gay agenda. It's just gay people on TV, and you know what I'm saying. Gay people want to be seen on TV, just like you know what I'm saying. Anybody else, you know what I'm saying. Um, uh, like even like with movies now, like you know what I'm saying. We last week we talked about us making all of that money. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's kid like when I was coming up or whatever, I really didn't think about making movies or whatever, you know what I'm saying? All the movies that were made by black people were kind of like hood movies, you know what I'm saying? Like, but all black people ain't hood. You know what I'm saying? Right. Most black people ain't hood. It's probably more weirdo uh Jordan Peele type niggas than it is like niggas that'll make a boys in the hood or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So mm-hmm. you need a, a Jordan Peele out there to make a weird ass movie. You know what I'm saying? So that a kid that got that idea can, you know what I'm saying, make another weird ass movie. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> all that shit matters like for everybody to be represented and to be yeah, shown in a good light. You know what I'm saying? Because people want to see, it's some people that like seeing the Tyler Perry movies, but it's also people that like seeing the Jordan Peele movies and the Spike Lee's. Like Spike Lee was the only black director that I could remember back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? What's the other dude that did uh, Boys in the Hood or whatever? Um, <sighs> What's his name? Not Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, damn, what's his name? Not F. Gary Gray. Somebody, I know y'all yelling it at me. He did like Boys in the Hood or... Because uh, he do Snowfall now. Oh, what's that nigga name? Don't know. Oh, I'm going to have to Google this shit real quick. Um, What's his name? John Singleton. Damn. Y'all niggas ain't no help. Neither one of y'all. Both of y'all could have No, I shit. was sitting here like, ooh, who he talking about? Who he talking about? I mean, <clears throat> at least I wasn't out here just throwing out bullshit names when I knew I was wrong. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I got it right again. But it was John Singleton. <laughs> but he, like, he, you know what I'm saying? He was a black director back in the day. So like, you know what I'm saying? You need all this kind of shit in different areas because <clears throat> a lot of times when you think about lawyers and shit, a lot of people, they say, well, I got me a Jew lawyer, so I'm good. But nah, man, be like, man, I got me a nigga lawyer. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to hear. Um, so shout out to these people in this this group of young new lawyers. Um, because, you know, we're going to need it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and two people who probably needed it back in the day. Well, these two men back in seven, seven, 1976. Who were wrongfully convicted of murder. Yep. And now they're free after uh, 43 years. That's a long time. That's a long time. That's a, for some people, that's a whole entire lifetime. And for some too, like, what, I mean, and I'm sure for these men, they, they are just so grateful for their freedom. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain after 42 years, they're just so grateful to be free. At 43. 43, but... For me, it's just kind of like, okay, I'm free, but um, you're going to run me something. Yeah, they got to get some bread. Run me something. Like, I ain't being ungrateful, but I been told y'all motherfucking asses I was innocent. Run me, me, my nigga. Yeah, and they were, oh. um, their uncle and nephew, one of them, uh, the oldest one, Clifford Williams, he was, he's 76 now. His nephew, Nathan Meyer, he's 61. They like basically over, dog, like. Mm-hmm. They lived oh, a, Lord. I'm, I don't want to agree to that. I'm just saying, like, what can you do? Like, how can you catch up with 43 years gone? How can you catch yeah. up with that? Like, you can't catch up. The, the world that this was when they went in versus the world that it is now, like, oh my gosh. Like, like it, like for some whew. shit for them, it'll be like the Jetsons. Like, nigga, yep. it, I'm going to tell you this. When Lil Boosie, Lil Boosie was like, when he went to jail, it wasn't no iPhones. When he got out, he was like, it was crazy for him that he could talk on the phone to his daughter through FaceTime. 
And that nigga still young, really. You know what I'm saying? He basically still young. He in his 30s or whatever, but he's still young. Mm-hmm. And he was in jail for like 10 years or nine, eight years or something like that. They was in jail for 43 years. They was in jail before cell phones was even invented. Now niggas can look at you in your car like, the technology that in your car is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, they had carburetor cars back then. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, cars now back themselves up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, culture shock. Yeah, sometimes like with people that be in jail for a long time and they get out, like you said, that, that culture shock so bad until they do some shit just to get back in jail because they can't take being free. Because for one, they're not used to being free. And for two, like right. just the shit, how the shit is in, in life, you know what I'm saying? Like if you like say like somebody like that's like from Brooklyn or whatever. People that like been away from Brooklyn from ten for like 10, 15 years, and they go back to Brooklyn, like it ain't the same place. And that's like that with a lot of places in America. Like it ain't the same place. Like the black places in America ain't black no more. Like they like hippie towns or, or, or um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So <clears throat> for the three years, they got to get bread. It don't say in this article they have to. They got to get bread. It's yeah. it would be if. The audacity if they didn't, like, oh, I can't. And I ain't even talking about just giving them no a couple hundred thousand, uh, nothing like, no, you're gonna, they're gonna have to come up off it. Oh, yeah, okay. I got down in the article. It says, uh, Florida is one of 33 states that compensate individuals who were wrongly imprisoned and sub- subsequently exonerated. Uh, the state stipulates that individuals can receive, uh, can receive, when do y'all pull out y'all calculators? Oh, well, no, you don't need to pull out your fucking calculators because at the end of this, it says they can receive $50,000 per year that they were wrongfully convicted, but with a cap of $2 million. Uh, the comp- the compensation law excludes anyone with either one prior f- violent felony or more than one nonviolent fel- felony. Um, it, oh, my God. It says Myers, which is a younger one, he was 18 at the time, says he'll be eligible for compensation for compensation, but Williams uh, will not. Um, it said Williams had two prior felonies before the 1976 shooting. What Damn. the fuck? So he just going to be out and 76 years old. He ain't going to get no social security because he's been in jail for 40 fucking three years. Right. You know Hopefully what I'm saying? his like, nephew do, you know, slide him something and help him and they just be there for each other in this whole ordeal since Courtney, the nephew the only one going to get some money. Courtney, you play Williams. We're going to do a little role play right now, Courtney. Something oh, you, Lord. Something you wanted to do last night. Um, Courtney, you play Clifford Williams and I'm going to be um, Nathan Myers. And um, I want you to, I'm your nephew, but you asked me for some of my $2 million. Okay. Go ahead. Go I ahead. feel like you finna be on some real fuck shit. Go ahead. Hey, nephew. What's up, huh? Uh, you mind let me borrow a couple dollars since I wasn't able to to get any any reparations when I got out? Oh, shit. I'm gonna need. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. We going on to the next story, You're, Brandy. You so damn fool. You on your own. I did my 43. You did your, you do your 43. You, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But anyway, now nah, I'll probably give If that own. was my uncle, I would definitely be lacing him like this. Our two million together. I mean, I'd be like, yeah, I'll take care of you for the rest of your life. He probably ain't got about five years anyway. He's 76. Brandon, you have got to chill today. Why? It's the truth. And he a black man too. And he been eating that jail food for 43 fucking years. Man, his kidneys probably liquidated by now. 
Um, liquefied. Oh my god. Yeah, jail food is horrible, y'all. Don't ever go. Don't ever go. Brenda, you ain't never been. Whatever. I done been in the Bing before. I did my two days. You do two days when you go to jail. <laughs> the day you go in and the day you get out. It just so Lord. happened that my two days was in the same day. But I still did time. I did my time in the Bing. You need help, son. Oh, shit. Mm. Let's get on uh, our favorite topic. Race. Oh, no. We're going to get to that. Racism. Oh. Oh, right. A Virginia City's first black female police chief has resigned, saying she encountered racism so inflammatory that she feared describing it publicly out of concern for public safety. Jesus. Um, says that uh, she was forced to sign her own letter of reg- re- resignation Monday um, under duress after encountering backlash from members of the force over her efforts to reform the department. Um, and they always say, change it from the inside. Mm. Former Chief Tanya Chapman of the Portsmouth Police Department said in a statement that despite her efforts to resolve racial tensions within the police department and repair relationships with the community, a small contingency of staff members resisted that change. Uh, she says, I, I have never witnessed a degree of bias and acts of systemic racism, discriminatory practices, and abuse of authority in all of my in all of my almost 30-year career in law enforcement and public safety. Uh, she touted some successful reforms since she first arrived at the department in 2016, such as decreased homicide rates and an increased minority representation on the force. But she said the simmering racial tensions within the department became blatantly apparent that same year after an ex-officer was convicted for fatally shooting an unarmed black teenager. Uh, Chapman said she was determined to change the culture within the department, but encountered incidents so egregious, egregious, y'all, look it up, that she refused to detail them in her statement, saying only that she would share information with the appropriate governmental entity. Um, but yes, a lot more shit. But um, but yeah, that's that's crazy that the racism was so bad that this lady, who was the police chief, she was scared to do some shit. Right. Um, that she had to was like, fuck it, I quit. Um, That's crazy. But, yeah. but you saw Maxine said last night that she's had people threaten her, her family, and her staff, white supremacists, and she done got four of them convicted. Oh, she said so that, um, she said that in her uh, award speech. Mm-hmm. She said, you come for her, she coming for you. Yeah, see Maxine, Maxine and, um, and um, what's my man's name? Mr. Williams here. What was this, this guy's name? Um, what was his name? What was this guy's name? Clifford Williams. Maxine and Clifford need to holler at each other and, and do something. Because you know Clifford, Clifford 76, Maxine, how old is Maxine Waters? She's 70 something. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Old. That's all came through was old, (laughs) right? Just like last time off. Yeah, that's all we get one word out of this nigga. But yeah, they come through one word. She eighty years old. Oh, she eighty. She born August fifteenth, nineteen thirty eight, in St. Louis, Missouri. Me and Maxine got about the same birth date, right? Me and her got about the same birth date. 
You can't tell me me and Maxine don't give that same energy. But uh, but that's Brandon, not I'm not gonna keep doing this. Me and Maxine, I don't give you that Maxine Waters. I'm reclaiming my time energy. Time is no. very important <laughs> to me. Time is very important to me. That's all I'm gonna say. And it's uh, obviously it's important to Miss Maxine Waters. Shout out to Auntie. <laughs> yes, yes. Now y'all heard the song that I uh, played at the beginning of the uh, show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a song by a guy named Lil Nas X. It's called Old Town Road. Um, it was on the Billboard uh, Hot Country chart, but they removed it for not being country enough. Um, says uh, he found his hit debuting on Billboard's Hot Country songs and, and hot R&B hip-hop songs all at once. Um, but then they, they said they made a mistake, uh, Billboard. Said upon further review, it was determined that Old Town Road by Lil Nas X did not currently merit inclusion on Billboard's country charts. Uh, while Old Country Road, it's Old Town Road, incorporated references to country and cowboy imagery it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart in its current version. Uh, but uh, many celebrities, they... Uh, didn't agree, including Wale, who questioned exactly what it means for a song to be country enough. And many have accused Billboard of removing Lil Nas X's song because of race. Um, now, I saved this article before I listened to the song. And them niggas was just clowning. Um, talking about they uh, going to ride their horse, but you can ride your Porsche. <laughs> 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 niggas wild, yo. And then they say the shit in the country um western uh voice. I heard a country song, it was like a country rap song, but like not a country rap tune like Pimp C was talking about, but like a country nigga like a white country motherfucker like rapping and shit. It was horrible. It was horrible. But shout out to Lil Lil Nas X for trying to buck the system. I wouldn't mind seeing that at the CMAs. Old right. time roll. Do you think I should add that to the playlist, Courtney? To the DJ I mean, show intro playlist. I mean, if that's what you want to do. I didn't ask you what I wanted to do. I asked you for your input. And you didn't give me any whatsoever. Now I'm more confused than ever. <laughs> okay. I'll take it as a no. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting and funny. Uh, let's see what else happened this week before we get out of here. Um... There was a guy. We said we talked about police shit earlier. Um, y'all ever heard of the term swatting? No. Squatting. Swatting. No. It's when like um, it, it's a lot. It happens a lot with people playing video games. What they'll do is they'll they'll figure out where you live, and they'll call in like a, a serious threat, like saying like you got guns and all kind of shit. Um, and it'll basically make the SWAT team come to your house. It happened to like Chris Brown. Um, it happened to a couple people, like regular people that were like gamers or whatever. Um, but it happened to a, a few celebrities. I think it happened to like Justin Bieber once. Um, but uh, back in 2017, a guy did it um, to somebody he had a disagreement with. Um, he had a disagreement with them while they were playing Call of Duty. Um, and the police went to, went to the house. Um, came in with all the guns and shit, and I guess the guy had a controller in his hand or whatever, and he got shot and killed. Um, he was eight, 28 years old. His name was Andrew Finch. 
um, and it drew nationwide um, attention to the practice of swatting. Uh, it's basically a prank to get, you know, emergency people to come to your house or whatever. Now, the guy that did this prank, um, uh, an Ohio gamer, uh, what's his name? Oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Tyler Barris. He was uh, 26 years old. He was um, had to plead guilty to, uh, in November to 51 federal charges uh, related to the fake calls and threats. Um, he's he's done this shit, you know, numerous times or whatever. But uh, he got 20 years. Damn. Yeah, he got 20 years for getting that man killed. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, one guy provided Barris with the address for uh, the guy that got killed. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was crazy. He got 20 years for getting this man killed over some video games and trying to play a damn prank, y'all. Um, that's, that's, I mean, I mean, okay. Oh, yeah, it's I mean, fucked that's... up. Yeah, you was yeah. about to say it's fucked up. Yeah, it is fucked up. Uh, let's see what else happened. Another thing that's fucked up um, that I saw this week um, down in Flint, you know, they got their water issues and such. It was numerous cases of bottled water have been discovered inside a former school in Flint, Michigan. Um, said uh, water was found, was found by two people who were inside an old school. Um, says they were dumbfounded to see water mixed with debris in the building. Um, Said Flint residents received free water from many sources after, you know, their water system was contaminated by lead. And God damn, in twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen, dang, that's a and they still ain't got this shit right. Four five years later, Mm-mm. um, he says Torres says he's not sure if water found in the oh no, this was something else. But anyway, that's crazy that um, if you see the pictures, like a whole bunch of like bottled water. Just in a place, and somebody just find the shit that's probably been sitting there for years that didn't get to the people. And it kind of reminded me of that all of that water that was supposed to go to uh, people in Puerto Rico that, that was just sitting like pallets full of water, just sitting on the um, at the airport, and nobody delivered it. I think it was like government shit too, but nobody delivered it to the people or whatever. So he was just sitting there, just a waste of fucking resources and shit. Um, but yeah. Another little quick hit, y'all, that I saw. Um, it was another shit that I saw earlier today. It was a, um, it was a oh shit, oh shit, y'all. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. It's another video playing somewhere, y'all. Hold up. Hold up. All right, got it. Yes, stopped in time. I figured it out what to do, y'all. Just scroll on down to a video playing, and then hit pause. Look, easy. Um, there was a music festival, ultra music festival. Say so it stranded uh, eighty thousand on Miami on the Miami Island after organizers failed to request enough buses. Uh, tens of thousands of people were in Miami for a massive music festival this weekend, but things didn't go according to plan when it came to ferrying people off the island uh, where it was being held. Um, damn, say one hundred and seventy thousand people were expected to attend the annual ultra music festival. Um, when when on day one of the three day festival was over uh, on Friday night. Thousands appear to have left, been left stranded and were forced to walk four miles along a highway to get back to the downtown area on the mainland. Um, things were so bad at one point that several people declared the weekend-long gig to be a fire festival, too. Um, 
And there's video footage and shit that what y'all saw. And it was just like a bunch of people like walking in the road and shit. Um, it said frustration quickly reached boiling point among the concert goers who had each paid around $400 a ticket to attend the massive electronic music festival. Um, it says as many as 50,000 people all tried to leave at once after the final performance of the night at 2 a.m. Damn, so you had a festival, probably been there all day, and mm-hmm. you done paid that 400 and it's 2 o'clock in the morning, so you probably been drinking, tired, um, and then you got to walk four miles. At least you could mm. get there, though. The people at the fire festival were stuck. They had no place to stay <laughs> and shit. Like, I knew you was going to say something about that. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, said they had buses, but the buses could only have could only hold fifty five people at a time. Um, they said they had two hundred buses for the people to reach downtown, but that only took care of about eleven thousand people. So if the people would have waited, the buses probably would have came back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. It was, you know, it was white people. I, I, I'm kind of yeah. Con- I, I, I was already certain. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm going to. A, I'm supposed to be going to a festival next year. I mean, next month. I mean, damn. Get it right. Next week. Next weekend. Going to Dream. Oh, Dream I was festival. gonna say. I was gonna say. Are you going to the festival uh, next month? Well, because today for me today's already April in Miami, but you said next week. Yeah, next week Dreamville Festival. But um, also uh, Pharrell doing a festival in um in Virginia Beach too. I might go to that shit too at the end of the month. But yeah, I'm definitely going to that Dreamville Festival next weekend. You know, what I'm I know saying? a lot of people are going to the festival in Miami in May. What is that? Um, you know what it's called? I'm about to tell you in Uno Momento Por Favor. Mm. Well, while you get that ready, uh, I'll go to our next little story. I heard this early in the week. But uh, one song that you probably won't hear at a festival anymore. A uh, song by Booja, Booja Banton, Boom Bye Bye. Y'all remember that song? Mm-hmm. Bye Bye. Yeah, that one right there. Uh, he's uh, permanently removed that song from his catalog because it's wildly homophobic. Um, and thank you for your... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, he said he wrote the song when he was a teenager and hasn't performed it live since 20... 20- since 2007, um, he explained that it was written about a pedophile abusing a young boy in Jamaica, but it says it's been widely interpreted as advocating and glorifying the murder of gay men. Um, in a statement sent to Urban Islands, he elaborated on his reasoning for removing the song. He said, uh, in recent days, there has been a great deal of press coverage about the song Boom Bye Bye from my past, which I long ago stopped performing and removed from any platform that I control or have influence over. Yeah, I tried to find that shit on title, but it wasn't out there. Um, so I recognize that the song has caused much pain to listeners, as well as to my fans, my family, and myself. After all the adversity we've been through, I am determined to put this song in the past and continue moving forward as an artist and as a man. I affirm once and for all that everyone has the right to live as they choose. In the words of the great Dennis Brown, love and hate can never be friends. I'm pretty sure... It was said like in 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 the, in, the, in patois, and it sounded way better than that. Love and hate can never mm-hmm. be friends. Uh, I welcome everyone to my shows in a spirit of peace and love. Please come join me in that same spirit. 
Um, I want. I want, now you're gonna make me want to call my brother and have him say it in patois. Oh yeah. I want to hear it now. What? What? Oh, that little phrase, whatever. Mm-hmm. Your brother Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Oh, bless. He's twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, he twelve. He'll be tw- he'll be twelve in this in April. Oh, big up. Bless up. So they say that they say that a lot over there. Um, but yeah, I I think I heard um, I I talk about Kid Fury a lot. But I think I heard him talk about that song, and he was like, he uh he still listened to it or whatever. That was a little while ago, but um, oh they got the lyrics. Oh, yeah, they say it haunted his career for decades on the track. He refers to gay men with derogatory slang term "batty boy." It seems to repeatedly advocate for their murder. It says, "It's like boom by bye, boom by bye, and a body boy head. Rude boy <laughs> now promote no nasty man. Them half a dead. Uh, two man hitch up on and hug up on, and a lay a dung in a bed. Hug up one another, and a fill up fill up leg. Send for the matic or the woozy instead. Shoot <laughs> them, shoot them now. Come make." We shoot them. No, we not. Oh no, we no, not gonna no, bop bop. No, we not gonna no. bot him on them. No. Um, Lord, but uh, that was the lyrics, and so now, um, you know he's you know trying to get rid of that. Um, um Yeah, so uh, I guess shout out to him for being, um, you know, progressive and trying to be inclusive. Coming from Jamaica, which is uh, not the most gay-friendly place. Not for the dudes. I don't know how they treat gay women. I don't know how they treat gay women, but they got a whole a whole phrase for gay men. I don't know how they treat gay women, so shout out to Booty Bontang for that. Uh, what else we got going on today? Before we get out of here, I'm going to get into my scam of the week. This scam right here, y'all, is one of the most easiest, easiest scams you could think of, but nobody has thinking about, thought about it. Um, I don't know if y'all heard about this. Is that this scammer, he stole over $100 million from Facebook and Google. Now, I'm, I'm going to use the word stole uh, lightly, but it say that he stole over $100 million from Facebook and Google in a creative way. He said that uh, they just emailed the tech giants and asked for it. Uh, Ivaldus Ramasakis, 50, pleaded guilty last week to wire fraud after helping to orchestrate a scheme that included setting up a fake business and sending phishing emails to employees of Facebook and Google. The scheme ultimately duped those multi-billion dollar companies out of more than $100 million in total between 2013 and 2015. Um... He said, uh, prosecutors accused Ramasaskis in 2016 of incorporating a company that posed as another company, which actually does business, which actually does business with Facebook and Google. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, uh, let's see what he did. He said, in the scam, he and his co-conspirators created fairly convincing forgery emails using fake email accounts which looked like they were sent by employees of the actual uh, business that they were um, um, uh, impersonating. 
Uh, they sent phishing emails with fake invoices to employees at Facebook and Google who regularly conducted multi-million dollar uh, transactions um, with uh, that company. It's called Quanta. Um, and those employees responded by paying out more than $100 million to the fake company's bank accounts. Um, so basically what they did was they saw, they figured out a business that Facebook and Google really did business with, acted like, you know what I'm saying, created a fake account and all that kind of shit, then created fake invoices and sent them to the people that, I, I don't know how they figured that out though, how they, the people that really did pay those bills or whatever and sent them fake, fake invoices and got them to send the money. Um, that's, that's crazy. It's good though. Um. Ah, uh, let's see. On oh, these people were in Lithuania, so no, guys, they weren't Nigerian. Um. So as a result, I'm um, see he got to give up. He given up forty nine point seven million dollars that he attained from the scheme. Uh, he's gonna be sentenced in uh, July twenty twenty fourth. Say so he could be sentenced up to thirty years in prison. Um. Well, let's see. He, said, big, he was doing some big scamming. Yeah, he did it big. Big boy scamming. Oh, Google figured it out and they 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 uh alerted the uh, authorities. Oh, Google got their bread back though. Say so they recouped their funds and they pleased with that the matter is resolved. Said so Facebook recovered the bulk of the funds shortly after the incident and has been cooperating with law enforcement. Um and they say it's not the first time they got scammed or defrauded out a million dollars. Say last year, an Indiana couple was sentenced to six years in prison apiece after they stole more than $1.2 million worth of consumer electronics from Amazon by scamming their e commerce giant's uh, return policy. Hmm? Hmm. Hmm. Damn. I wonder how they did that. Uh, and then another alleged scam involving Amazon federal authorities. Uh, last year charged a former contestant on The Apprentice and her husband of duping people out of over $15 million by claiming to teach them how to make millions of dollars selling products on the e-commerce site. Damn. So hold up, they scammed people out of, so it say they, they did not admit or deny the allegations but had to surrender $20.8 million in the judgment. So they scammed people out of $15 million, but had to pay $20.8 million. These are other people. That's crazy. I just want a little small scam to get me about two, 300000 That way they won't miss it. Does that make sense? <laughs> that do make sense, I mean, but I, I don't think that um, that's a thing. The way, What, they won't miss it? A uh, small scam, which one? Small scam and, or that they won't miss it. Uh, them vanilla cars was a small scam. I don't know nobody who went to jail on that vanilla car shit around here. Oh, you know what? I yeah. forgot all about that, but I remember. I do remember that. Yeah, that was something local, y'all. I know some people listening all over the world. Blessed. Uh, yeah, people got blessed. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't even remember. Like, I just remember that it was a scam and they weren't selling them and you couldn't get them anymore. But I don't really know like how were they scamming what were they doing and it was something about people in jail too wasn't it no no nah, i know <laughs> I, I mean allegedly it's, it was somebody from around the way some hood dude that was nice on computers and he knew a way to like whatever you paid it would basically add a zero to your shit 
And he figured, oh, wow. yeah, he figured out a way to do the shit. And I mean, you pay him a hundred dollars, and you. But it was a couple scams around the way that you know what I'm saying they had going. But um, yeah, man, I know like I allegedly know of people that would go to before they go to work on their way to work in the morning. They'll go to the ATM and get the max. You know what I'm saying four hundred dollars every morning before you know what I'm saying on the way to work. So you going to work <laughs> and you pulling out four hundred dollars five times a week. You know what I'm saying. Damn. And on the weekends, probably too. So, seven days a week, you pulling out four hundred dollars out of the out of the bank. You know what I'm saying? Twenty eight hundred dollars a week. That's crazy. Yeah, motherfuckers are spending a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? And they keep working, so you go and get another card, and you keep doing that shit. Eventually, like they ran out of cards in the area, like you can't get them cards. Um, but did people ever like? I mean, I guess since nobody went to jail, nobody ever had to pay back money or anything. Nah, because it's really like, that type of shit is really kind of like a, a victimless crime. But the only people that are affected is the company, but they got insurance. You know what I'm True. saying? So. Damn, nobody didn't tell me about this scam when it was happening. Nah, I didn't, I didn't hear about it until like somebody was posting about it on Twitter or Facebook. Um, a guy from here, he don't live here no more. And he was talking about it. And then I, ho- I hollered at one of my homeboys. Um... Allegedly, and he was like, he got in late, and he only was able to get like you know a couple bands. But he was like, the fucked up shit about it was like, when his when he got the card or whatever, his air conditioner went out in his house, so he had to buy a new air conditioner. So that basically took all the money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, universe ain't wasn't playing that shit, huh? I said the universe wasn't playing that shit. Ah, he from the hood. The universe looked out right for him, I guess. I mean, well, I mean, the money came clutch for him to be able to afford to pay it, but yeah, he did that, and I think he said he bought a set of tires for his truck or whatever, so he was good. But he was like, he was gonna take that bread and goddamn go get a pack. We are gonna leak, cause we gotta get goddamn repay. I ain't fooling up with you. Anyway, I, I do I, remember that though. Yeah, I do have. I did have a um. Oh yeah, we did. I did talk talk about uh, we said in the beginning. Um, about living wild black. Um, well, this latest living wild black story comes from uh, Harford County, Maryland, um, where the local sheriff's office now finds itself the subject of a complaint after one of its deputies detained a black attorney, insisting that he was impersonating the lawyer. Uh, the complaint was uh, filed by Rashad James. Nigga, that's a double black name. Rashad James. Rashad James, a legal aid, a legal aid attorney who was at Har- Harford County District Court on March 6th to expunge a client's record. His client wasn't at the courthouse that day. Um, after successfully arguing for the expungement, one brave deputy had the courage, uh, the gumption, that was in the article, uh, to stop James in the courtroom and question whether he was really a lawyer or just a black man impersonate one. The fuck? Mm. You thought? Uh, as James told uh, WBAL-TV, the officer initially referred to him by his client's name. After telling the deputy that he was, in fact, the client's lawyer, the officer then asked James for ID, which James provided. Now, that should have been enough to end the story, right? But for some reason, that evades me. The deputy wasn't convinced. Uh, asking James for further proof, he was actually an attorney. <coughs> Despite just seeing him, James, doing his job in the courtroom. Uh, James didn't have his state bar card or business cards on him, 
bringing the deputy to an important crossroads. Take James at his word or escalate the situation just a little bit more. Y'all know what the nigga did. According to a statement put out by James' attorneys, you know it bad when the attorney got to get an attorney. Uh, the deputy took James to an interview room where he detained a young lawyer for about 10 minutes. Only after James had the cop call the supervisor was he allowed to leave. Again, because this can't be repeated enough, this after the deputy saw a judge accepting on the record that James was an attorney and his client was absent. As James' attorney, uh, Chelsea Crawford, sounds white, pointed out during an on-camera interview, James called the entire incident surreal. Uh, he said, at no time did I feel in danger. Uh, I knew regardless that I wasn't in the wrong. Uh, uh, it says, at this point, James's team is calling for an investigation into the incident. Um, in a written statement, Harford County Sheriff Jeffrey Goller told WBLA-TV that James' complaint was forwarded to his department's Office of Professional Standards for a complete and thorough investigation. Uh, <laughs> it says if Mr. James were white, the officer who would not have doubled that, Mr. Uh, would, I'm sorry, if, the, if he was white, the officer would not have doubted Mr. James was an attorney, would have not questioned his identity, and certainly would not have detained Mr. James after seeing his driver's license. Um, right. there's no plausible explanation other than racial bias. Um, so yeah, you at work, you a lawyer, you in front of a judge, the judge, you do lawyer shit with a real judge, but this motherfucking rental cop that work in the courthouse, like that ain't good enough for him. You too young to be so great. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna question you and bring you down the size, boy. That's basically what it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that go back to our young attorneys being represented all over. You got to see more of us so you can believe the shit. Ugh. But um, oh, that's all I got today, y'all. Um, I guess we can get into our... Uh, we can get into our... Oh, real quick. One of the other shows on the, uh, on the Defy Life Podcast Network is... Uh, is any and everything with Lynn and Kim. And I guess Kim is gay. I don't know. She's gay or whatever. But they were talking about um, the Chick-fil-A shit that we talked about the other week. Mm-hmm. Remember that? <clears throat> and so I thought about you, Courtney, because Lynn was trying to get Kim to boycott Chick-fil-A with her. And mm. Kim was like, she really didn't want to do it. So she was like, no, you, you got to do it. You got to stay, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. And you was like, Nah, nigga, we ain't boycotting shit. So, <laughs> because you ain't boycotting shit, I feel like I got the right to not boycott shit. So, Saturday mm-hmm. morning, no, Friday morning before I went and got my hair cut, I went and got me a number one uh, a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Because, you know, if you, really, if y'all don't know, you go to Chick-fil-A, you can get anything you want once and ever you want it. If y'all didn't know that. So, if you want, if you want lunch and breakfast at Chick-fil-A, you can do it. Yep. You want some waffle fries in the morning? Have at it. So you yep, know what I'm saying? Sure I went in and got me a Chick-fil-A sandwich, chicken sandwich, and Cobra Jack and bacon. Then I got me an eight-count Chick-fil-A nuggets on the way to the barber shop. Don't tell my barber because he probably would have wanted me to bring him something to eat. Anyway. <laughs> but uh yeah, I thought about you when um when uh you were uh talking when you were talking about um we were talking about that and they were talking about that. So shout out to them. And uh, give yeah. them a listen. Let me get the exact name of the podcast right. Uh, 
you know what I'm saying? They on our on our network, you know, and they yeah, any, everything and nothing with Lynn and Kim. And I think they sisters too, y'all. I don't know. They might be related. They black, so they related. Yeah. yeah and, the, um, she I mean, okay, boycott with her, but that just ain't my plight. That ain't that ain't your uh what what's that what's that phrase they say? Um uh, that ain't your ministry. Nah, that, that ain't, ain't that ain't your ministry. I mean, uh, that just ain't. And and just because it ain't my ministry don't mean that I'm any less lesbian oh, than I was before. Oh yeah, oh we know. <laughs> I'm still married to a woman. But you know, sometimes people say that like, well, if that ain't your ministry and if you if you ain't if that ain't your plight and you ain't gonna speak up about it, then are you even really yeah, definitely still is. Yeah, but you, you know balls deep in the puss. Sis be balls deep in the puss. <laughs> Listen, um, can we go ahead on this unpopular opinions of Karen? No, because you out of control. I'm out of control. I'm out of control. You're out of control. This whole party's out of control. You know where I get that from? That's a movie. I think I get that from Martin. Oh, might yeah. be, huh? Yeah. Well, guys, this week, our unpopular opinions come from Pure Bliss Mobile Massage. Uh provide a way to care for yourself we can soothe away all your aches and pains with our integrated sweetest massage in the comfort and privacy of your own home or at our relaxing facility for booking uh please visit us at pureblissmobile.com yeah y'all they got that uh website on and popping on and popping um the purebliss.mobile.com um, listeners who mention this ad receive a 20% discount off their first session. Uh, and also, uh, if you, uh, if you know any single parent who may be a little challenged financially right now, who could use a massage to com- combat stress, um, you can nominate them on their website under specials. Um, and the people at Pure Bliss will randomly choose someone monthly for a free massage. Uh, this is their little way of giving back. So, um, <laughs> I think that's real dope. Yeah, so shout out to Pure Bliss Mobile Massage. Um, Mobile Massage. Yeah, shout out to them. I might um, try to check them when I come into town. Say what now? I said I might tra- check them if I have time whenever I come into town. I just be trying to make all these plans without realizing how on a time crunch I be on. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You are making a lot of plans, but they mobile, so they might can come to y'all room or something. We might can arrange that. <clears throat> um. So yeah, uh, guess we get on to our unpopular opinions. You got one this week? Who me? Yeah, I know you got some down in the bag. You know my unpopular opinions. They come and go right now. It's gone. Maybe want to come to mind real quick, but um. Really? Yeah. I don't... That's unfortunate. I don't be having unpopular opinions like that too much. Hmm. Um, you got one? I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion as much as it is. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. But I don't like when people, when, um, and I'm saying when Caucasians say this because I've never heard um, any of my people use the term, but wicked. Wicked? Wicked. Oh, wicked. Oh, that's, yeah, oh, that's I work with a lot of well, because I'm the only black person in the company. Um, oh, they all say wicked, and it's so annoying. Oh, kind of like people on the West Coast say hella. Yeah, but I say hella. I mean, but okay, I feel what you're saying, but yeah, I don't like 
I don't like it. Oh, she's so wicked. Or this is so wicked or that's wicked. I just don't know. I don't like it. I, I have one. I don't think it's an unpopular opinion um, because it's against, like, I guess the culture in general, like, as far as, like, just going over, like, I starting to notice, like, a lot of the talk that people use on the news and stuff like that, like, it's really, like, black shit, like, black culture talk. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't like that shit. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't just like that watch- shit. I just watched this one video clip. Um, my homeboy sent it to me on Facebook. I mean, on Instagram. I know and what you're talking about, too. They were running it out. And I just responded back and I said, hell no. But There's nothing funny about this. Ain't nothing cool about this. I don't like it. That was um, Charlemagne was giving them donkey of the day, right? Um, mm-hmm. And as he was doing it, he realized that those people did that shit just to get their... um like social media views up and shit because mm-hmm. he was saying something about how they they always get like they their social media views are up and all kind of shit like that and he was like man they just did this shit to troll us and he was like i fell right for it so <laughs> he turned around and gave himself donkey of the day and mm-hmm. he had did that before i saw it because i wouldn't see what day that was because i was in augusta so that had to be thursday yeah that was thursday he was giving himself donkey of the day on thursday um, and so I um didn't see it until like later on that afternoon, and uh I didn't even watch it because he played it on there, you know what I'm saying? But it was so bad, it was bad. It was so bad that you you know what I'm saying that shit had to be fucked up. But the one thing that 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 is always good is like um I think they're in Atlanta or somewhere in Georgia, and they are always like like just recently it was like the um. It was the um, anniversary of Biggie's death. And so, like, a whole bunch of the shit would be, like, them saying the names of Biggie's songs and shit like that. Just throwing that into their mm-hmm. commentary and shit. Um, I forgot the name of the station or whatever. But it's that one yeah, guy that always... Yeah, I know always, that station. Because I like that, that guy. Yeah, he that always guy. dancing in the morning and mm-hmm. trying to get everybody hyped up. But they always do that with different songs or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, that shit is a little better. You know what I'm saying? Because even like the 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 the, the weatherman and all kind of shit like that, you know what I'm saying? He'll be like, he says some shit. Like, they'll say some shit like, I just want to give you this warning, you know what I'm saying? Such and such and such, you know what I'm saying? That today will be, you know what I'm saying? They do all that kind of shit or whatever, but um, they they make it, uh, they make it better. Um, Damn, what the fuck is that noise? You hear that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, that might have been my phone cords crossed up and shit. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, yeah, that's the kind of shit I don't like. I don't like um, all of that uh, slang talk when you trying to trying to be on the news and shit. Yeah. Uh, let's see if B Mac got one if he's still there. B Mac, you there? I'm here. Nah, you ain't there. Yeah, um, nah. <laughs> yeah you ain't there. Oh, sorry, sorry, beloved. We'll get it worked out. Um. But yeah, y'all, I want to thank y'all for listening. Um, leave us your questions, your comments, your unpopular opinions at uh, djblayshow at gmail.com. Um, rate and review us on our Apple Podcasts. We really need that. We really appreciate that, y'all. I'm telling you. We really need those five-star reviews. Um, follow us on social media. Um, Courtney, what's your uh, Instagram or whatever? Lovecurls underscore. And uh, I know B Max is Martez L V E, and mine is B P McCoot. 
uh, both on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's it, y'all. If uh, you got anything else, Courtney? I have nothing else. Oh, you yeah. guys have an amazing week. Yeah. Um, I don't got nothing else either. Um, well, it's your boy, Be Easy. And I'm Courtney. Transformer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we out. Yeah.